Learn how to build your faith on God's Word and live a life of 100% victory 100% of the time. As you listen to the Senior Pastor, Davis Christian Center, Pastor Kingsley Okunkwo, and expect God's Word to work for you. Chris from the Master. And um, the reason why we need to learn it from the Master is because the world tries to tell us what success is. They have their own parameters of what success is. And that is not the way God sees it. God sees success differently. And we give seven definitions of what success is. So we'll not recap that, please. You, the messages are on YouTube and all that. You can watch them. But we give seven things that can define your success. And this morning, I'm trying to also mention why you need to succeed. It's important that you succeed. You need to understand that it's important that you succeed. We're not just wasting time talking about success. Success is not a negative thing. It's not a bad thing. God actually wants you to succeed. And there are about seven reasons why you should succeed. Number one, you should succeed because that is you fulfilling his purpose. When you are succeeding, you are fulfilling his purpose. When you are succeeding, you are what? Fulfilling his purpose. So God wants you to succeed because you fulfill his purpose. What's the purpose of an orange seed? It is to produce an orange tree. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So you are fulfilling purpose. When you are succeeding... You're actually f- fulfilling the purpose while you're alive. So it's a fulfillment of purpose. Number two, why does God want you to succeed? Because it brings glory to his name. It brings what? Glory to his name. I'm echoing or something. I don't like the sound. It's bringing glory to his name. I mean, how many of you um, would like for your child to, to, to be like the most brilliant child in, in the school or in the class? How many of you like that? It brings glory, what? To your name. Whenever you succeed, it brings glory to the name of God. We are constantly looking for examples of good Christians that are successful in banking, successful in politics, successful in engineering, successful in different things. May you be that example in the name of Jesus. It is bringing glory to the name of God when you succeed. It is a testimony. I'm trying to tell you why you must be determined to succeed. I'm telling tell you why. So that you'll be a bit more passionate and intentional about it. When you succeed, it brings glory to the name of God. It like you, it's like God has a representative. It's like God has a voice when you succeed. There are too many areas and fields where we don't have people speaking or representing God. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So God wants you to succeed because it brings glory to his name. Number three, God wants you to succeed so that you can be a blessing. So that you can help other people. Listen, two struggling people can't help themselves. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? One of the ways you know you are in the wrong circle of friends is when you call your friend and say, oh boy, quickly find me 5K there. And they say, I just want to call you now <laughs> to collect 2K for your hand. My brother, delete all those friends. You are in the wrong relationships. <laughs> you guys can't help yourselves. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? But God wants you to be successful because you can now mentor people. You can now coach people. You can now help people. Trust me, there are too many people in this world that would do better if they had a coach, if they had a mentor, if they had somebody that could give them a helping hand. And if you are struggling to survive, it's difficult to have time to help another person. That's why God wants you to succeed so that God can use you 
to also bless someone. That's why he told Abraham. He said, I will bless you and I will make you a blessing. God doesn't want to stop at blessing you. Blessing you is not the end point. Making you a blessing is more important. That way, blessings flow through you. Do you see what God told Abraham? He said, I will bless you. I will make your name great. I will do all those things. He said, and thou shalt be a what? Bless. I like the next part. Please go, go to the next verse. It says, and I will bless them that bless you and cause them bless you. I like the last line. And in you shall what? I can't hear you. How many families? I can't hear you. How many families? All families of the earth shall be what? Be blessed. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine if all families from your, from your tribe is blessed because of you? All families from your street is blessed because of you? All family from your, from your country is blessed because of you? Is somebody getting what I'm saying? God wants you to be a blessing. That's why you should succeed. Because you can help somebody else. I'm telling you, there should, there should be somebody in this earth thanking God for the day you came. Is somebody get what I'm saying? Thanking God that they met you. Thanking God that they ever he- came in contact with you. Because they are meeting you changed their life. That will be your testimony in the name of Jesus. I said that will be your story in the name of Jesus. Number what is the next one? Number four. God wants you to succeed so that you can live a more fulfilled life. Listen, when you succeed, you are fulfilled. It brings fulfillment. Many people are depressed in this world because they are not successful. The, you see, it's diffi- most people that beef other people are people that are tired of their own lives. All haters first hate themselves. Oh, I don't get what I'm saying. I say all haters first what? Hate themselves. That's why we have too many unhappy people. They are not fulfilled, so they are unhappy with people that look happy. Some people, they are even beefing and not even happy. They just look happy. So they are so angry that, why are you happy when I'm not happy? That's the problem, because it's difficult to see somebody really successful that spends all his time criticizing another person. It's very rare. Because you are so busy enjoying your own success, you don't have time to criticize somebody else's success. Right. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. It's people that feel they are not being fulfilled, that are angry when you look like you are you're having a ball with life. They are so angry with you. They look for a reason to criticize you. That's why they say all backbiters are usually at the back. <laughs> Hallelujah. Successful people can't backbite you because they're in front. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? They can only front bite you, but there's no such thing. Glory to God. Do you notice people that don't have private jet that criticize people that have private jet? You can never hear somebody that has private jet criticize other people that have private jet. It doesn't happen. You can never hear somebody that has rose criticize somebody that has rose It's always somebody that doesn't have that says, Why are you buying worldly things? Selling and gift of the poor. And that thing always sounds cute until you hear who the, who the general overseer is. Do you know who the general overseer of selling and gift to the poor is? It's Judas. So whenever somebody says that that person is suspicious, that's not a good thing, no? People think it's a good thing. Sell it and get to the power. He thinks it's a humble spirit. It's a very wicked spirit. Their godfather is Judas. It's a satanic spirit that says so. And the person typing this in, he's using a smartphone. He has not sold a smartphone. And give it to the poor. It's your Rolls Royce that is good for the poor. But your smartphone is not good for the poor. If you are really serious, sell your smartphone. Buy that, uh, you know that phone? That even Amrabah can't steal it. Amrabah sees it, they will give Give you because they can't, no need to steal it. <laughs> if somebody get what I'm saying, even the screen is paper. If you press the right thing, you know, it's not smart in any way. All right? So you live a more fulfilled life when you are successful. You live a what? And I discovered that many people have never really experienced that, sadly. Many people have never really experienced fulfillment. Trust me, it's the sweetest feeling. It will cure you of depression. It will cure you of all the challenges in this life when you have a sense that you 
are being successful. And, I've, and if you understand, when we're talking about success, please have to follow our definitions that we gave last two weeks, okay? It's not about material things. Whenever you, um, for instance, somebody like me, part of my purpose is to teach. I love to teach. I'm created to teach. Um, it's part of the things God has called me to do to teach. So one day I was on the plane, and one elderly man was on the plane, and she couldn't open the toilet door. You know, some of those planes, toilet door, if you have never been trained, you don't know what, what to press to open it. So this woman was in front of the toilet door, battling uh, on the plane, battling how to open it. You know, and I stood up from my seat and came and showed her how to open it, and I opened it for her. And when I came back and said that, my wife said, you feel happy, Abby? I said, man, I felt so good because I love to teach. Whenever I teach some, somebody something and it brings a breakthrough to their life, because her entering the bathroom was a breakthrough for her, that's an open door. That's the next level. <laughs> Do you understand? That's how it works. You see, it didn't matter whether I was teaching you how to make billions or teaching you how to grow spiritually or teaching you how to enter toilets on the plane. They all, brought, they all bring me fulfillment. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. So that's why I do what I do. I didn't start teaching. That's why I laugh when people say, oh, pastors are here for money. Come and eat money if it's about money. No, I didn't start teaching because there is money. I started ministry in my parents' parlor. There was no money, nothing like that at all. But it's what I'm created to do. When it's something you're created to do, you can do it without being paid for it. So people that are really successful are being paid twice. They are being paid by cash, but primarily are being paid with fulfillment. So it's, it's difficult to be depressed because you're getting something beyond this natural wealth. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? I felt so good showing her and teaching her how to open bathroom door in the, in the plane. I mean, it seems so <laughs> um, ordinary, but it brought me so much joy. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So it helps a great deal. You live a full life. Number what? Five. When you are successful, you live a soft life. Mm-hmm. You live a soft life. Don't let anybody fool you. Good things are good. Are you here, somebody? I've been poor. Now I'm, <laughs> I'm not poor. I know that there's a difference. There is what? A difference. Don't let no one fool you, sir. Good things are good. When you're successful, there are some some material blessings to it. God is not intimidated or against material blessing. He wants you to be blessed. If you see anywhere in scripture God talks about blessing, the next chapter or the next line will tell you about material blessing. Because there's no way we can really measure that you're blessed except you manifest. I get what I'm saying. Even though the blessing is first a spiritual thing, but it usually manifests itself in natural things. There's no way you can hide it from natural. So if you see Abraham and go, when they said Abraham was blessed and all that, the next chapter, they say Abraham was very rich. DJ, you can bring it for me. Next chapter, God said, I'll bless you and make your name great and all that. Just the next chapter, they said Abraham was, look at this, and Abraham was what? I can't hear you. How rich was he? No, no, I can't hear you. How rich was he? Very rich. God is not intimidated by that. God wants that. He said, Abraham was very rich. In what? In cattle and in what? In silver and in what? In gold. He was loaded. I pray for you, your bank account will be loaded. There's a confidence you have when, when, when your account is loaded. I'm telling you, when you enter a shop, bring that one. You know you won't buy, but there's money just in case. So let me try it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Put it. Let me try it. Don't ask the price. Try it first. If you ask the price, your hand will be shaking when they're putting it. <laughs> so, but God is not intimidated by material things. He wants you to drive a good car. He wants you to live in a good house. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? All through scripture, you will see all the promises of God. There's always a material dimension. All the promises. They'll say you live in houses you do not build. They'll mention it. You live in goodly houses. Is there? So, God knows that there's goodly houses. There's house. And there's goodly house. 
Oh, I don't know. Let me, let me come to this side. These people here don't understand what I'm saying. I said there is house and there is what? Goodly house. It's there in the Bible. So God is not intimidated by it. So when you succeed, part of the benefits of success is that you live well. And trust me, Nigeria is not the kind of place where you don't succeed. There are many places you can live and not succeed and life will still be okay. They have a good welfare system. They have a good transport system. They have a good every system. So even if you are not succeeding, you'll be okay. Not here. In Nigeria, if you don't succeed, you will not be okay. Because there's no welfare system. There's no housing system. There's no transport system. There's no system system. <laughs> so this is not the kind of country you live in and say you don't want to succeed. No, my brother, you want to succeed. Is that what you get what I'm saying? You want to succeed. Glory to God. I say glory to God. So God is not intimidated by success. He wants you to have those material benefits. Because part of the benefits of success is rewarding. I'm just trying to motivate you to know why you have to succeed. You have to succeed. It is important. God wants you to succeed. You too want you to succeed. And your generations after you want you to succeed. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Come on, say I will succeed. Yeah. All right, there are benefits. Trekking and driving, which one is better? Driving. Driving and flying, which one is better? Flying. It's simple. There's no magic. There's no, there's no spirituality to that. Trekking from here to London will take you... Yes. Okay, trekking from here to Ghana will take you days or weeks or months. I don't even know. But flying from here to Ghana is just one hour. So everybody knows flying is better. Trekking from here to London will take you years, probably. Flying will take you six hours. Meaning you can have breakfast in Nigeria and have dinner in London. Is somebody going to what I'm saying? You can, you, you, you can be talking to your family via Zoom and having breakfast and say, um, and they're in London and say, hey, man, what are we eating for dinner? And you're ordering what you want to eat. Oh, native rice and uh, stockfish and uh, dry fish. And that's dinner you're planning. And you're in Nigeria. And you know you'll meet up to have dinner with them this evening. In London. Somebody got what I'm saying? If it's trekking, you're trekking. They can go and plant the rice. <laughs> because it will still, before you reach there, it will grow and they will harvest them. Because it will take that long. So, flying and trekking, flying is better. Flying, economy, and business, which one is better? It's better. There's no, there's no issue inside. Business is better. Glory to God. I'm telling you. Flying business and flying private jet, which one is better? Private jet is better. <laughs> it's true. With the economy class, with, the, with, the, with normal airline, if the, the, the flight is 4 o'clock, if you miss 4 o'clock, you have missed your flight. With private jets, you are the owner. Anytime you are ready is when the flight is going. So when are you flying today? Say, when I'm ready. Is somebody going to I'm saying? And you can wake up in any mood you like. Because I, ah, I don't want to go out early today. Let's fly around 4 p.m. I want to sleep some more. If it's flights, if it's Arik, sleep. You will miss the. <laughs> I don't know if you get what I'm saying. So there are benefits to it. There are benefits to it. There are some people that have runway in their office. So they fly their jet from there. I've been to Kenekopla Ministry office before. They have a runway in their office. So when they are going, when they are traveling, they just come downstairs. Ay, 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 ay. You know, when you are traveling, you go to airport. Most when they're traveling, they just come downstairs. The wrong way is in front of the house. They enter the plane there and... Whoosh. They go downstairs like they're going to London. Are you getting what I'm saying? So there's benefit to success. So you live the soft life. 
And number six, when you are successful, you have influence. Influence is important. The Bible says a good name is better than silver and gold. There are things a name can do for you that even money can't do for you. Are you here, somebody? I'm trying to tell you why it's important you succeed and why God also wants to see. You have influence. You have influence. You can call people. Amen? I say you can call people. To call your people. To call your people. You can always pick your phone and make things happen. Are you getting what I'm saying? Influence. Influence makes a world of difference. Glory to God. I say glory to God. And Jesus was always particular about people that had influence. In his team, he had the rugged guys, but he also had the guys that had influence. That's why he needed to succeed. When they killed Jesus Christ, all his followers that were fishermen ran away. That's not time for that kind of story. They all went to hide. But guess the sons that came out? The influential sons. There's a guy called Joseph of Arimathea. And there's a guy called Nicodemus. Those were his influential disciples. Are you getting what I'm saying? They are men and they are men. Are you getting what I'm saying? I said they are men and they are what? Men. So there's a time everybody can do, but there's a time you need only influential people. So Jesus had that too. As Jesus as Jesus was, he had influential people on his team. So when he died, fishermen ran to hide. The influential guys came out. Because they needed somebody, number one, to provide a tomb where they can bury him. And it had to be a presentable tomb. Is it tomb or tomb? Tomb. Tomb. It has to be a presentable place. Because that's the place we're going to, the grand finale of the whole thing we're doing is going to happen. It has to be a special tomb. Because <laughs> their problem is too much. So it couldn't just be one sick, one, one ugly place, one funny place, one place that we can't take pictures, one place that people can't come and visit. Are you getting what I'm saying? Fishermen didn't have that kind of tomb. Only rich people had their tombs, tombs. Ahead of time. Because <laughs> rich people, their problem is not our problem. They had their tombs built ahead of time. Can you imagine? You have not even died, but you have a better ground. People, people living don't even have, don't have living ground. You have better ground where you would die. Build the dome. It was so beautiful. The place had grass. It had garden. Some that had garden. For you to have garden, there's a garden now. I didn't know this thing before. Until I moved to where there's garden. I just thought the garden would take care of itself. No, garden don't take care of itself. Anyway, you see garden, eh? There is what? A gardener. What is good for the goose is good for the gardener. <laughs> Anywhere you see grass and flower, there's somebody taking care of it. I didn't know that. So that's, what, that's why I, I could relate. When I saw that the place had garden, I said, ah, because they can't leave the grass to be growing. I said, like, that means there's gardener. That's Tom. We have not died, though. Somebody's cutting grass. It's, on, it's in the budget. And they said the tomb was carved out of a rock. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's why it pains when people are beefing. Anything that has to do with God has to be the best. Don't let anybody say they were flying jets, ordinary jets. Then they worry you. Anything that has to do with God has to be the best. That's, how I, that's God's psychology. I don't have time to show you in scripture, but that's his mentality about anything. Because it's important the things that pertain to him are at a certain class. Queen of Sheba that came to visit Solomon. Solomon is not even God. But the thing, Solomon's arrangement was so tight. They say even in servers, the way servers dressed. And when she got there, her bread left her. She, she choked. 
<laughs> it's okay. How much more God? Anything that God does must be excellent to a certain level. There's a way he wanted the priests to dress. Their clothes have jewelry in it. It's very important. It's about honoring God. That's why when Judas said that thing, that why you breaking expensive perfume, let's give it to the poor. Just because you don't understand. The poor, you always have poor. Be dealing with, be helping poor every day, not today, every day. Be helping them. But when it comes to the things of God, we must use the best quality. Because we are honoring God with it. Somebody can know what I'm saying now. So don't be angry. Among those with a sharp private jet. Some of the unbelievers are using. Young teenagers are even using. Teenagers are thinking about bomb bomb. Are flying it. Then you are talking about God can't use it. It's a disgraceful way of thinking. Young boys thinking about your body. They are flying it. Then pastors can't use it. Because they are poor people. First say your smartphone. More help poor. You know what? Who always help poor? Just that like you will always have the poor with you. Don't let that disturb you. Keep helping the poor. Because I'm putting here what they always have poor people. Don't hear what? Help them. But don't stop what you should do. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So, 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 excellence. So the, the, the thumb was cut out of a rock. Can you imagine how excellent that place was? And that's what's befitting. Of our mind. So she just, she just wasn't using rust things or crass things or, 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 or things that like have. He was using the best quality. And only influential people could, could donate that, one, that kind of thing. Are you here, somebody? Only influential people. Apart from that, now they had the resources, but they needed the body of Jesus. It was Joseph Farmatia in the golf course with the governor. Then I told the governor, you see, the other fishermen have gone to hide. But Joseph Farmatia. Was in the golf course with the governor saying, Hey, governor, His Excellency, that body of Jesus, are you using it for anything? Say, No. Say, I want it all. Say, yeah, If you win this set, you take it. He was in the resort with them. That's where he could ask for it. Influential people. This is why God wants you to be influential. There are times we will need you to call somebody, to do something for the kingdom, to advance the kingdom. Are you here, somebody? Influential people. Glory to God. I said glory to God. That's why God wants you to succeed. Because, and lastly, why God wants you to succeed is that he leaves a legacy. He leaves what? A legacy. Most times we are too bothered about how we live on the earth. You also need to be concerned about how you leave the earth. What you leave behind. Is this world going to be a better place because you came? You need to think about it. What's the legacy? What will your children remember about you? What will people remember about you? Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Today we pray about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. What if Abraham never walked with God? What if Isaac never walked with God? In fact, it should have actually been Abraham, Isaac, and Esau. <laughs> but Esau is the grandfather of Asaro Association. Because he sold his destiny. So, they will remember you for something. May your children and grandchildren not curse your name when they remember you. They don't say, which kind of father did we have? Glory to God. Come on, say with me, I will succeed. Say it louder, say I will succeed. And if you look at the life of Jesus, we're going to pick just one point from the life of Jesus. Since we're learning success from the master, the most important or most successful person ever lived, Jesus, one of the things I discovered about Jesus 
was his intentionality. His what? Intentional. Please, I want to beg you this morning, live an intentional life. Your life is such a gift and it's so precious for you to live it haphazardly and without intention. Live with intentionality. Jesus was so full of purpose. He was born in purpose, born for a purpose, lived for purpose. He was so purposeful. That's why he knew that certain things he could not do. He knew he could not get married. There was no, he wasn't even praying for his spouse. He wasn't even bothered. He knew there's no way he could get married because of his purpose. He knew he was so purpose-driven because there's no way he could have married and go and tell the wife that he wanted to die. No woman will allow you to die in peace <laughs> when you are married. Tell her you want to die. Go and meet her. I say, honey, we need to talk. He said, what's the problem? He said, I'm going to die. She will say, when? <laughs> say, in about two weeks. She will follow you everywhere and see to it that you will not die. She will say, you will not die in Jesus' name. Who do you want to live here and die? Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So he knew he was so full of purpose. His intentionality was so strong. Let's see John chapter 4, verse 31 to 33, NIV. John 4, 31, NIV. I, I, saw, I saw his level of dedication. And that's what I'm going to challenge all of you this morning. Please be intentional. That's how to succeed. You have to be intentional to succeed. He said, meanwhile, his disciples urged him and said, Rabbi, eat something, chop something. <laughs> but he said to them, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. When you are in purpose, you are so full. It's not about food anymore. There's something better than food that you have inside you. He said, have food to eat that you know nothing of. Next verse. Then disciples said to each other, could someone have brought him food? You might eat. He said, my food, he said, my food, said Jesus, is to what? I can't hear you, is to what? Do the will of him that sent me and to what? Finish it. To finish the work. That is my food. My food is to do the work of him that sent me. Hallelujah. He saw it like food. That's how intentional you must live. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Your life is not just one random thing that you're going to spend anyhow. It just pains me how people spend their life. It pains me. It pains me. It pains me. It just, some people just flows, go with the flow. They just go with the flow. Just, just see how it goes. Wow. Wow. You must be so intentional. Jesus knew what he was here to do. Whether he was help, saving one person or saving millions of people, he was just intentional. He knew why he was here. I've come to seek and to save the lost. He knew it like he knew his name. So it didn't matter. While they were waiting for food, he quickly preached to one woman. It didn't matter that he didn't wait for him. It was 5,000 people. There was a free, free moment. The disciples went to look for food. He saw one woman by the well. He quickly, just quickly preached. You see, when you are walking in purpose, every day is a day of purpose. It's not about the size. It's not about popularity. It's not about how many followers. It's not about people watching. People are nowadays people are too obsessed with who is watching. With how many people are there. It doesn't matter. If it's two people, it's still purpose. To those two people, what you are doing makes a difference. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? One guy was going by the seaside. And throwing all these shells. You know the shells that water has brought out of the, the, the beach? And it's now by the sand. So he was going, walking on the station and throwing them in one by one back. And somebody came and said, this thing you are doing is not going to make a difference now. That this thing, there are so many that are coming out. And you are throwing them one, one by one. It's not going to make a difference. The guy said, to this one that I threw, it makes a difference. I get what I'm saying? You are looking at the crowd. But to the one person that has changed, this whole thing is worth it. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. 
the whole effort is what? Worth it. Live a life of purpose. Don't wait until people clap for you. It matters. See First Corinthians chapter 9. Verse 24. NIV. See what it says. It says, Do you not know that in a race all the runners what? Run. See, everybody's running. He said, but only how many gets the prize? One person. He said, so do what? Run in what? So we have to get the prize. He said, everybody's running. Everybody's running. But he said, other people are just participating. You know, it's like marathon. Have you watched marathon before? So many people participate. And at the beginning, everybody's together. It looks like we're all serious. You don't know who is not serious at the beginning. It's when they start. 30 minutes into the race, you see the gap from the guy that is first and the guy that is last is very wide because somebody just came to participate and that person came to win. See, don't do life as somebody that just came to participate. Do life as one of those that are here to win. That's what he's saying. Be so intentional. See, everybody runs in a race, but only one gets the prize. He said, run with so much intentionality. Run with so much purpose. Run with so much determination. I want to challenge everybody listening to me this morning. Run with that determination. In your field, be among those that win. Are you here, somebody? Be among the best. I don't appreciate how people live their lives. Just ordinary. Hallelujah. Come on, tell your neighbor, be among the best. Tell him one more time. Some people have no intentionality at all. Prize-giving day is always an interesting day. My kids had prize-giving day last Friday or something in their school. So I went. You know, there are always those students on prize-giving day that pack all the awards. How many of you know those students? Very annoying. <laughs> Very annoying. Best in maths, John Ovi. Best in English, John Ovi. The clock reduces. Best in science, John Ovi. Best behave, John Ovi. Best overall, improved student. John without Prize giving day is great for those that walk with intentionality. It's horrible for those that came to participate. That I'm telling you why success is important. At the, at the online level, it looks like we're all the same. When the rewarding starts, if you did not participate with intention, you will not live a happy life. You will spend all your life beefing those that are succeeding. I'm telling you now, most haters, this is their problem. Because if they are busy succeeding, they won't have time to hate somebody. Haters are usually people that are not doing anything with their own lives or feel that they are failing in their own lives and they are angry with you for doing something with your life. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? My daughter was one of those kind of students that packed all the awards, almost all the awards in her class. I think she got up to five awards, prizes in her class. You see, again, it brings glory to your name. I was supposed to, even though I know it's my wife, she resembles, not me. <laughs> I didn't win a award like that in school. It's my, 
It's my wife, she's trembling. That's why you must marry well, amen? Mm. If you don't say you know no book, you can't marry somebody like you. Who could do homework with children? Our parents do the homework, then go to school, come fail. Say, who did this homework with you? He says, my daddy. They will not call you. He says, sir, is it that you don't know? <laughs> it's my daddy that did it. I don't think it's not the answer. It's that we write it. It's my daddy that did it. They will not disgrace you. So if you know, say you're not too strong in that area, please marry somebody that is stronger in that area. So that when it's time for homework, there's somebody in the family that can represent us. <laughs> But my son didn't win any awards in his own class. I have two daughters, so one cleared most of the awards about five. The other one won about one. So those two had prizes at least. But my son, third one, I didn't have any prize. Me, I already know that when we reach home today, somebody will grumble. I don't already prepare myself. So true, true. Maybe we came out. We were not doing this. I said, what happened? He said, he didn't win any prize. I said, they are not sharing it to everybody. <laughs> it's not souvenir that I give everybody that attended though. Because this, this, this is what happens to people. They're hungry. They're like, oh, sorry, everybody leave me because they are succeeding. Because they are putting in the work. So I told him, if you want to win the prize, put in the work. If you want to win the prize, pay the price. If you want them to call your name in front of everybody and give you a prize, then you have to pay the price. Many people want the prize I'm paying the price. That's the problem we're having now. My son was angry, was grumbling. I said, they're not sharing it. That's not how life works. They don't just come and share good houses. They give good houses to those succeeding. They give good cars. Rolls Royce, when they're they from beginning, they're not planning for any failure to buy that car. That's the truth. They know you're not their clients. If you see the amount they sell those cars, you know that they have a, a personality in mind. If you hear how much it even takes to service those cars, you know it's not somebody's hustling they're looking for. So they know who they're looking for. I told you that I, I, whenever I travel, I go, to, I, I go to car shows. I love to go to car shows. I love car shops, car shows. So I, well, I heard about one car show. Impromptu, I said, ah, I entered there. I went over all the cars. I was, no mean, I went, I opened it, on it. I was testing all the cars. I reached where they are doing, uh, selling me back. I just, the match go. <laughs> they stopped me, they said, sorry. <laughs> I said, I'm here to check. They say, <laughs> that's not how we do it here. That is your name on the list. I said, there's list. He said, yes, it's by invitation only. It's cash show, but it's not everybody they want to show. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so sorry, you cannot go in. It's by invitation only. The people they have brought it to show, they've sent the invitation before. They drove me away. <laughs> Are you seeing life? That's how life works. So. That's how life works. So if you know you are ready, you put pay, start paying the price. Sir. No excuses, no stories. This is why we say you should succeed. It's not because we're just shouting. It's important. The way life is structured. <laughs> if you don't succeed, you will feel it all. You will what? Feel it. I can tell you for free. You will feel it. It's better to have the resources and not need it than to need it 
and not have the resources. Are you here, somebody? So work hard. Work hard. Put in the work. So I told him, if you want to win prizes like everybody else, you have to be ready to pay the price. It's work. They don't, they're not dashing the prizes. They're not dashing the prizes for attending. Somebody getting what I'm saying? It's either hard work or hard life. But that hard day inside. Choose your own heart. Let me tell you, but choose your heart. It's either hard work or what? Hard life. But there must be a heart. And it's because many people are trying to avoid hard work that they have become hardened criminals. Ah, that's why we have incredible rise of fraudsters around girls in Nigeria. And to increase in number. Now, other parts of the world, even if you don't want to hustle so much, there's a life that is, you can get a job. There's a job everywhere. So you can get a basic job, even if you don't want a great job. So you can live okay. Nigeria is not like that at all. If you don't make it, you will suffer. It's just as simple as that. You will first know how, they will first off your light. Then you will have the worst internet possible. You will suffer. <laughs> I can tell you for free. It's tough. Then you will live where you 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 you, you be measuring rain. Once it's raining anywhere you are, I say, hey, oh God. <laughs> You're not even at home, but you know. So oh God. So what's wrong? Say it's raining. He said, hey, what's it happening? We're outside and he said, it's raining. You know that? Oh God. <laughs> I'm telling you, succeed. I know what I'm saying, so. Succeed. <laughs> succeed. Because it's raining. Water is coming from down and from up. So you don't even know which one to stop because it's coming from down from up. <laughs> I'm telling you. Come on, tell you about succeed. So we, that's why we're having more and more increase in numbers of 419 people, fraudsters, and Ron's girls. Because they don't want to walk. They don't want to walk. But there's no shortcut to life. That hard work or that hard life. You choose one, either hard work or hard life, but that hard is a constant. It's going to be there. The difference is that hard work pays on the long run. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Be determined. Put in the work. See, anything you are doing, strive to be the best. Don't just participate. No, 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 no. Don't participate. Be there to win. Be there to be among the best. Don't set goals like I want to make, make, get above the cutoff mark. That's failure. Think about how to break the record. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? See, that's two kinds of thinking. If people are going to exam with those two things. Somebody saying, I just want to, if I can get one mark above the cutoff mark. That's how failure says his goals. Somebody is saying, I want to be the best student in mass in the whole country. They will never get the same results in life. Come on, say I hear. Determined to be among the best. I made up my mind long ago that I'll be the best in anything I set my heart to do. I must be among the best. I must be recognized. I must be known. I must be among those making a real impact. Well, how can you be a banker and, and, and you're not making an impact? How can you be a lawyer and you're not making an impact? How can you be a designer and nobody knows you? Then you're doing it on a mediocre level. You're doing it on ordinary level. And that's not what God wants. God made you exceptional. So you two should get exceptional results. Say you were fearfully and wonderfully made. Do you know how... Do you, do you, know, do you know how many people on the earth and God crafts everybody one by one? We are not mass produced. And we are over 8 billion people. See how excellent God made you. You are one in, in, in eight billion. Nothing, you are not identical with you, you are identical twins. 
Your DNA is different. Your eye people is different. Your fingerprint is different. You are a unique individual. That's excellence. Who, so who do you want to use failure or resemble? Who do you want to use this mediocre result to resemble? Be excellent. Be the best. Be the best. Strive to be the best. Hallelujah. It will take hard work. I get it. But hard work is better than hard life. Pity young people these days. That's why they're jumping into all these things. Fraud. Many of these girls are jumping into runs. That life you think is easy. It's not easy on the long run. Are you here, somebody? Work hard and make your own money. There's nothing like your money. Hmm. Are you here, somebody? Determine. So, if any field you are in, you must be among the best. You're a lawyer in the house, you must be among those making impact in your field. You're a banker in the house. See, you, you, all these people are saying there's no money. There's money. When you are really good at what you do, people pay you whatever they need to pay you to keep you. Are you getting what I'm saying? They will pay you whatever they need to pay you because you are so good. You are so good at what you do. I was, I was telling them on the mainland church that I had a client, you know, we do LDM ministry outside of church, marriage ministry that we do. I had a client from abroad that said it was a white therapist abroad that recommended me to her. A white therapist abroad. The person was doing sessions with her and said, you know what, I think there's somebody that will do a better job in this case than me. And he recommended me from here in Nigeria. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? That's how good you must be. You are saying there's no money in Nigeria. You are the one focusing on Nigeria. You are global. Because your God is a global God. Are you getting what I'm saying? If everybody around you can appreciate your value, God will find people. that can. That's the thing about value. Value doesn't hide. Good things don't hide. Has American embassy ever written you to come for interview before? To come and look for visa before? We are the one rushing there. Why? Because there's value. We see, at least we see value. When you are good, you are good. doesn't matter where you are. People will find you. Is somebody getting what they're saying? And they recommended me, they're saying it's not cheap. Oh. The average charge to, to talk to me for one hour is about $600 oh, for an hour. Say there's no money in Nigeria. Everyone focus on Nigeria. That's your first problem. When you have value, value is value anywhere in any country. I don't know if you're talking about something. I'm and I'm overbooked, oh. I'm busy. Not that I have time, I'm overbooked. I'm, stick, I'm turning down clients. Mm-hmm. Say there's no money, there's no... You, you are not good enough. Be good. Be the best. They will look for you. You know there are you know people that don't have... This vacancy, no vacancy issue. It's not everybody. It's people, they've never had an issue with vacancy or with job. People are begging them. When you're very good at what you do, it will, the information will go around. That is the best in this field. With this in a church, I put away from me for six months to see me. Six months. Waiting list. See, there's no money. There's money. Just, just be exceptional. One of we used to have a church member that used to work in a bank. He used to work twice a week, twice a week in a bank. Said, How can you do that? He was so good. The bank was begging him. He said, "I can't work here." They said, "Okay, tell us your terms." He said, "I can't come every day." He said, "How many days can you come?" He said, "I can come twice a week." Say deal. Banker in Nigeria going twice a week. That's his agreement. I'm not talking that now that people are doing uh, remote work. I mean that before COVID, though, when bankers wanted to come Monday to Sunday, most bankers then work Monday to Sunday. Am I correct? He was coming twice a week. They changed his manager to a new manager. That one came and said, who is a staff of this place that, is not, that doesn't come to work and come anytime he like? He said, immediately he guessing they should bring the guy. 
So during the week, the guy came in as usual. They brought him. He said, you work twice a week here. He said, it can't work, it can't happen. The guy told him, that's my agreement. He said, never. He said, okay, call <laughs> head of his call. He called, the manager called the superiors. They told him, leave him home. <laughs> Before we drive you, now you will go drive home. <laughs> leave the man home. That's the agreement we have with him. When you are good, you detect your terms. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm telling you, it pays to be successful. I'm not just kidding you. The life is better up there. I'm telling you for free, it's better there. You choose anything you want. So I can't work this week. I'm tired. If you are the biggest marketer, bring in the money. You can tell them I'm going to play golf. That's where my big clients are. The office will even buy you a big golf, everything. That's what you don't realize. Or you are struggling with the crowd, just participating. You just go to office just to go. Just this is how you go. Just to show up every day. Nah, be so effective that the day you don't show up, everybody feels it. If you cough, the office will catch cold. That's how good to be. Don't, be, don't just show up. Be among the best. That's how Jesus was. That's what Paul was talking about. Run to win from beginning plan that I win. Are you here, somebody? It pays. It pays. It's greater to be there. There are three levels. If you're a career person and a business person, this works for you. There are three levels. You're either at the point where your bosses are angry with you. And please find yourself in these three things. First level is where your bosses are angry with you. There are many Nigerians on this level. This is where you are a staff, but every day they complain about you. Every time your boss is calling you, he has something angry to say. In fact, some of you can even ask your boss. Your boss is even in church. You can even ask him, am I on this level? You make him angry. Because every day, he's reminding you of something you have discussed. Every day, he's, he's helping you do the job you were hired to do. Every day, he's, he's correcting you. Every day, he's, he's remi- reminding you of the same things he has told you over and over again. You are at the level where your boss is angry with you. That's level one. Business person, same thing. You are at the level where your clients are angry with you. You never deliver the clothes on time. You never deliver the thing, the quality you promised to deliver. You never deliver it the way they said they wanted it. So you are the point where they're angry with you. That's the lowest level. If you're at that level, you're going to suffer in this life. Because if you're a career person, you, you, are, you are the first to be fired. As I'm telling you, your boss is dreaming of replacing you. You are the first to be fired. Second level is where your boss is okay with you. He's just okay with you. So you show up, yeah? Just okay. You do exactly what you are required to do. You never go beyond that. You probably don't go beneath that, but you do exactly what you are asked to do. The office is left exactly how it was handed to you. Nothing really improves. They are okay with you. Same thing with your clients. They are just okay with you. When you are at that level, you are also quickly replaceable. The day your clients see a better, delivery, a better company, they will move. So they are really not there. They are just marking time with you while they are scouting for a better company. Because every human being wants, wants the third level. The third level is where they are impressed with you. That's where there's a wow factor. If you don't leave your boss wowed, and you don't leave your clients wild, you are not yet succeeding. And at that wild level, that's where the real big bucks. That's where the big bucks. That's where they are paid big money. When there's a wow factor, you must get to that stage where every time your boss hands over something to you and you bring back the report, bring back the assignment, he must say, wow. That means you exceed whatever they wanted and add the jar. Are you here, somebody? You build your competence so much that when you come to deliver, there is a wow. 
That's why some players earn some amount, some other players earn some other amount. Because when you put a Ronaldo on the field, you might argue and argue, but he will start doing one thing that will make you know, I'm spending my money well. Are you here, somebody? There must be that wow factor. Where your boss is impressed with you, where your clients are impressed. Every time you deliver something, they say, wow. If you don't leave the wow factor, you are not yet succeeding. You are in the place where they are angry with you. Or they are okay with you. Those two stages are very shaky. If they are angry with you, you are even not in the game. If they are okay with you, you are quickly replaceable. They are probably even planning your replacement. When they start sacking, they will start from angry with. Those are the guys they sack first. Then from there, they will move to okay with. They sack those ones too because they are replaceable. It's just okay. You are just showing up. But the guys that are, you are impressed with, even if the company doesn't want them, other companies are already lining up. People are begging them. Most companies that are people are impressed with, they can't meet demand. There's always demand. Are you here, somebody? Let me show you one scripture. And we'll close from there. Luke chapter 2. Talking about Jesus. How to be in the place where people are wowed. He said every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of Passover. He says, and when he was 12 years old, how old was he? Very important. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to the custom. Next verse. After the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy, um, the boy, Jesus, stayed behind, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Mm-hmm. He said, thinking he was in their company, they traveled on for a day. He said, then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. He said, when they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. He said, after how many days? Three days. Of searching for him. They found him where? In the temple courts. Doing what? Sitting amongst teachers, professors, you know, doctors of the law. Listening to them and doing what? Asking questions. Look at the next verse. Everyone. How many one? I can't hear you. How many one? Everyone. Who what? Heard him. Was what? Amazed. Wow factor. Every time he spoke, they were like, wow. If you don't leave your clients and your boss with the wow factor, you're not yet successful. Your life is at risk. Your job is at risk. Every time you deliver, everybody must say what? Wow. They say whenever Jesus spoke, he said they were amazed at his understanding and what? His answers. See the next verse. He says, and next verse. Okay, thank you. They've driven us. <laughs> he said, when his parents saw him, they were also what? Astonished. You must leave that surprise, that wow factor. That wow factor. Your boss needs to be impressed with you. Your clients must be impressed with you. If somebody gets, So you should score yourself. Where am I? When did you hear wow last? When did you hear I'm impressed with you last? When did you hear it last? You can score yourself. Are you at the point they are angry with you? And you think about some of these, your bosses and clients that... They don't always tell you. In their mind, they're just planning. Because they didn't come this far to come and suffer under your hand. So sometimes it's okay to go and ask them that. Among these three levels, how will you rate my performance? Are you angry or upset with me? Are you okay with me or are you impressed with me? You need that courage to ask that question and be willing to receive that answer. And if you know where the answer is, if you are not yet impressed, it means work on yourself. Put in some extra work. How do you do that? Jesus showed us here. He was learning. 
They say at age of 12, he was spending time with doctors, asking questions and learning. So learning, there are many ways you can learn. Reading is one of it. Then having mentors on that one. I've just mentioned only two. Reading, that was just doing. They were studying the word. Then number two, he had mentors. This is about doctors, professors. He was just 12. There's no way his mates can know Bible like him. No way. At 12, he was spending three days straight. You, we're doing conference now. International World of Faith Conference. Five days. That's what you attend all. He was 12 and he stayed for three days. Where was he sleeping? What was he eating? I don't know. But you see, when you are filled with the word, three days, he was studying. The word. So you learn by reading. You learn by having mentors. Spending time with your mentors. Tapping their mind. You must be deliberate about these two things. I hate it when I have a staff that tells me I don't know. Of course you are paid to know. If you don't know, then go and know. And today, knowledge is everywhere. It's available online everywhere. So to tell me you don't know, it's just a sign of laziness. Go and know. Find out that there's somebody somewhere that has encountered this problem before and that has solved it and probably have shared about it. Ask questions. You'll be amazed that somebody knows what to do. So go and know. Then secondly, interact with mentors. You must have a mentor in your field. You must have a mentor. Somebody that has done what you're trying to do. I'm still deliberate about mentors at this age and at this time. I still have mentors. I still interact with mentors. I see young people that have no mentor just coasting through life. A mentor challenges you. Because many times you feel you've arrived. Many times the okay spirit enters you. You just want to be okay. The thing about okay is that as time goes on, you start moving from okay to being where they're angry with you. Life doesn't stay stagnant. Are you here, somebody? So you must be intentional. Do we receive that this morning? Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a big praise. Come on, say with me, I'll be the best. Stand to your feet and say with confidence, I'll be the best. Can you take one minute to pray this morning that you will not just participate, you will be among those that will win the prize. On the prize-giving day of life, <laughs> as adults, our own prize-giving day is every day. You know, the children, they have a fixed day in the end of the term. Unfortunately for us, as adults, our prize-giving day is literally every day. If you are doing your marriage very badly, you get your prize every day. Sometimes at night, sometimes during the day. But your prize is every day. <laughs> if you're not if you're doing your business averagely, you get your prize giving day every day by the accounts. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Can you take one minute to talk to God? Say, Lord, I want to be among those that win the prize. Go ahead and just pray this morning. Say, Father, give me the grace. I want to press in. I want to be intentional like Jesus. I want to be intentional like Jesus. I want to learn. I want to be very versatile in my field. I want to be an expert. Come and talk to God. Studies show that if you spend one hour learning and practicing in your field, that in five years you'll be the top expert in your field. In five years. If you spend one hour every day learning and sharpening your skill, that in five years minimum, you'll be an expert in your field. Trust me, the experts get paid anything they like. Anything they like. That's what they are paid. Come on. Talk to God this morning. Father, I just, I receive strength. I'll be among the top players in my field. I will not just be a banker. I'll be the banker. I'll not just be a lawyer. I'll be the lawyer. I'll not just be a designer. I'll be the designer. I will be exceptional. You created me excellently. I will maintain that level of excellence. I will learn more. I will learn more. I will read books. I will interact with people of sharper minds. I will interact with mentors, people ahead of me. I will learn more. Wherever I am now is not the best. I'm not made to forbid my clients to be angry with me. I'm not made for my clients to be okay with me. 
I want them to be impressed with me. Mahasata Bora Kazita. Come on, pray this morning. Come on, pray this morning. We'll be the best. Like Jesus will be the best. We'll sharpen our craft. Oh, Mashataya. Rika Borada Sata Gala Suta Brada Sata. Rika Borada Bakasata Bala. Come on, pray this morning. You know where you are in the three last stages. Pray this morning. We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14412 or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org David's Christian Center, home of victorious people.